You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. I can't stand February. I uh, I do not enjoy this month. But a couple more days and a couple more days to get the Major League Baseball deal ironed out. And if it's not ironed out, by close of business on Monday, time you put your head on the pillow on Monday, apparently they will push back the season. I did speak to someone yesterday that says they don't think that's, even though they say that's a hard deadline, they don't think that's going to be a hard deadline. Like if they keep working Tuesday, Wednesday, and get a deal done, say Thursday, they'd still push to get the season started on uh, March 31st. But the deadline they have told us right now is Monday, February 28th. So we have, a, and apparently, and again, I, I, who knows what's true and what's not, they've made slow, slow progress here. I don't know if they've made enough progress by the time you get to Monday that they can iron out a deal, but slow progress. Now, apparently, as according to Ken Rosenthal and, and Evan Drylick of The Athletic, uh, baseball is now asking to have some rule changes. They want a, a pitch clock. I, it's amazing to me that they go months and do nothing, nothing, sit there on their hands and just, you know, do absolutely nothing. And then we get to the 11th hour, and it's sheer panic that, oh, my God, we want a pitch clock. They knew they wanted all these things. They should have been negotiating the entire way through. Such a bad look. It really is. So we'll see. Keep an eye on it. Anything happens during this show today, we'll get into it, maybe discuss it a little bit later. But we're not going to spend three hours um, on labor negotiations on, on the show. I promise you that. So 1-800-919-3776. Uh, the next, I heard, and, 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 and Rick was, oh, I can't wait to watch them again. Now, I will say this. R.J. Barrett is clearly, I don't want to say a star, because I don't think he's a star, but clearly is trending in the right direction. And you can see, if not a piece to build around, is a, a legitimate piece that you look at and you say, I'm so I'm excited by this guy. Right? Like, you're excited by R.J. Barrett. But I will, I will move on to this. What, what else are you excited by? Like, the Knicks, this is two years ago, disastrous. Last year, wonderful. All this excitement, all these moves, all this reason for optimism. And now this year, it all goes back to, to, the, to the beginning. You're back to the drawing board. You, they stink. Uh, you got to sit there and watch Julius Randle go, what, two for 14 last night? I got Mitchell Robinson who can't put the ball in the basket. I got Evan Fournier who's Evan Fournier. I have, I have R.J. Barrett. That's what I have. You're a Knicks fan. You you can hang your hat on one guy and one thing, and that's R.J. Barrett. And that's it. Really, that's it. That's all you have. Because Derrick Rose, and, and you know what I love? Everyone is so excited. Well, it looks like Derrick Rose might be back. You know, and, and can we stop with the second half of the season? There's 20 games left. Not the second half of the season. It's the end. This is the end of the season. You're in the final quarter now of the season. Just because you've had the All-Star break, it doesn't now make this the second half of the season. But I love the fact that everyone is banking on Derrick Rose. And now Derrick Rose has to have another surgery, albeit apparently a minor one, where he might miss one to two, somewhere in that range of weeks. And now that's, I mean, how do we rebound from that? The guy is always hurt. 
if you are banking on Derrick Rose to be your savior, you have huge problems. He's always, always hurt. He's 33. He's always hurt. This is not a surprise. Now, the thing that stinks from last night's game, and again, you come out, you have a 10 nothing lead before Miami even knows that the second half of the season has started. And then all of a sudden, you're down by 15. You fight all the way back to make it a one-point game, and Miami goes on a run and finishes the game. What, whatever, honestly. I mean, I said this weeks ago. The Knicks losing games. Like, if you're still in the mindset that, oh, man, that's a costly one. Like, that, that's a tough game, and how do we rebound from that? You're, you're foolish, truthfully, is what you are. The Knicks are, are as done as done can be as we close February and, and approach March. The Knicks are ahead of three teams in the East. Three. I get their four games out of the last play-in spot. Atlanta 28-31, Knicks 25-35. and 35. Have you seen their schedule? They got Philly twice. Then they go on this monster road trip. They are, they are done. They have 22 games left. They are done. Now, Quentin Grimes gets injured. That, to me, in watching that game, is the most significant piece of information. Because you can tell that either he's decided or the edict has come from upstairs telling Thibodeau it's time to play the, the younger kids a little bit. Because you saw it last night. Right? You, you actually, for the first time, you're like, why? why? You know, Nerlens Noel doesn't get into the game. Right? All of a sudden, Tom Thibodeau is starting to play the young guys. Why, is, that, is that coincidence? Is it coincidence that Sims gets 18 minutes? That Grimes is, is always going to play because he likes him, and I, I feel like he trusts him. But it feels like there's going to be more of a, a changing of the guard. The young guys are going to play. The thing that stunk last night for me is the injury to Grimes. So he dislocated patella tendon, and he's going to miss probably, I was doing a little research earlier today, probably... If it if it doesn't need surgery, three to six weeks. Three to six is the typical amount of time. Well, the, the Knicks, the Knicks regular season ends in six weeks. If he needs surgery, then forget it. Then his season is over, as is the Knicks season right now. So so let me let me just explain this to you. So help me God, if you call in. And the phone line's open, 1-800-919-3776. If you call in with this idea and start discussing, well, the, the playoffs and the only three and a half back, I'm going to hang up on you. Bing I'm going, bong! I'm going to yell at you. And I told you that Bing Bong should be dead. Bing Bong is awful. Bing Bong was cute for a minute. Bing Bong became annoying very quickly. And Bing Bong is now terribly, terribly annoying. So let's eliminate the bing bong. Let's eliminate the Knicks to the postseason discussion. Let's just look at where you can go from here. Is Thibodeau the coach next year? Who do you want to see play down the stretch? Hopefully the Grimes injury is not going to be too severe. You know, if he misses a couple weeks, comes back, at least you get to see him. I want to see McBride. I, I want to see the young guys. That's what I want to see. I, I, I don't need to watch you know, 39 minutes of Julius Randle, even if, if it means losses. What, what, why do I care at this point? And the answer is, I don't. So the Knicks are what they are, and we move on. The Nets, Nets in action tonight. You know, I love the fact that, that all these Nets people, 
And I don't really think there's a lot of, and I'm not being disrespectful. I'm really not trying to be. But I think there's a, like a, a passionate Nets fan, right? All, all the people that dissect and discuss the Nets for the most part sits here and looks at things and says, well, they'll, they'll be fine. Like just, you have nothing to worry about. Once these three guys are able to play, this, it's a non-issue. They'll be fine. They're the eight seed. Do you understand that they're going to be in a March Madness kind of tournament to start the postseason if they don't change things quickly? So I get it. Kyrie, yeah, if and when the restrictions are lifted, you'll get him every home game. Kevin Durant sounds like he's close to returning. That's great. But I, I don't understand Ben Simmons to save my life. I don't. And I, I think you're. I think this is still going to be a problem. I do. I think that, that guys that are, I don't want to say that when I'm thinking, but, but guys that have issues and the moment can either be too big or they can't rise to the level of the occasion, like whatever you want to call it, that doesn't go away, right? I mean, think about the magnitude of the game that if the Nets get what they want to have happen, that he, that he is going to have to endure. This is the same, I mean, think about this guy. The same exact guy that does not want to shoot a three at practice in front of teammates would much prefer to shoot the ball in a gym by himself. A guy that had a dunk in the postseason last year in a huge spot of the game and was worried about getting fouled, so kicked the ball out. That is Ben Simmons. That has to be a concern. And the fact is, and you've heard this, he doesn't want to come back unless he can have no minute restrictions. So explain this to me, because tonight you have a game in Milwaukee, a game you can watch on ABC at 8.30. All right, explain to me how Ben Simmons, for 15, 18, 20 minutes a game, makes more sense to him than, than not playing at all. Like, why would you not play? Even if it's 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 15 minutes, 20, you're getting hammered in these games. You're hemorrhaging right now. You're a bad basketball team, and understandably so. But if I can have Ben Simmons at least start to play a little bit, that's what I want. And that's, well, he doesn't, he, that's not what he wants. Well, you know what? It's not always about what he wants. So you got the Nets. They're in action tonight. You know, they're lucky they beat the Knicks in that, in that game right before the, before the All-Star break. Otherwise, they'd be a 500 team right now. But they're two uh, games in the loss column ahead of Charlotte, two ahead of Atlanta. They, they won't not make the, if you consider the playing tournament, the playoffs. They'll, they'll get into that. They're three games ahead of, uh, of Washington. But I don't understand why everyone is of the mindset that, don't worry. This just, you'll snap your fingers. You'll have a healthy Durant. The restrictions will be lifted. Simmons will magically become 100%, and this team will just coast to a run in the postseason. I don't know. And then you have Philadelphia last night. And, you know, I want to see the doctors that James Harden sees because he has this hamstring injury, which is keeping him down, and he can't really play, and he's hampered, and he's hobbled, yet somehow he's able to come back last night and put forth a phenomenal performance. And I'll tell you what, they're going to be a problem. They go into Minnesota, who's played really well of late, and hammer them. Hammer them. And how they didn't have to give up Maxi or Thibel in that trade, good on Daryl Morey. Really good job.
by Maury. But how about this? Harden goes for 27, which you say, all right, Harden goes for 27. That's not a big deal. Right? Not, I mean, 27, he does that in his sleep. On 12 shots. On 12 shots. And here's a stat that you can use to impress your buddies at, at the, the party tonight. James Harden hit five threes. Five. In his debut last night with Philadelphia. Ben Simmons hit five threes. In his entire 76ers career. Think about that for a second, huh? 1-800-919-3776. So, we, we got, and again, and I will say this, and this is going to mean you're going to be like, all right, we know it. I don't know that I can discuss Ben Simmons and James Harden without like a, a prerequisite of me telling you how much I can't stand these guys. Both of them equally can't stand. 1-800-919-3776. So today... As we put a bow on February for the Saturday show, and the next Saturday is March the, what, the 5th? And then the 12th, my birthday, big one, number 49, is we're going to kind of be all over the place. We'll do a little NBA. We'll do some Harden. We'll do some Simmons. We'll do some overall NBA. We'll certainly do some Knicks and stop with the playoffs. That we know is done. We'll do a little bit of baseball. Maybe we'll get into a little bit of uh, the NFL as well. We'll do Stump Rothenberg. I mean, maybe we'll do a frenzy. I don't know. I haven't really grinded this thing down to a fine powder yet. But maybe at 11.15 we could do a frenzy. Here's the beauty. It's just me and you. We really can do whatever it is that we want. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. I'm hesitant to do this, but it has become kind of tradition on the show at, at 9.15 or in this segment. We bring in Tidy Butler. David. Taking really just shots at me. I've retaliated. It's It's been very uncomfortable. I'm looking to extend the olive branch today and, and not take a shot at you. But if you start, I retaliate. So I say good morning to one Tidy Butler. And a good Saturday morning to you as well. I am thrilled because this typically would be the time I'd be talking to you um, for the first time in a week, mm-hmm. but we're only what? Let's let's call it twenty-one hours removed, or I should say twenty-seven hours removed from us last talking. Yeah, or twenty-five, but yes, right. And you know what a phenomenal week it was. That morning show you do is um, fantastic. You enjoyed yourself. I didn't really love the idea of waking up at two a.m. every morning, but it was well worth it. Really? I mean, the morning roast was like the crescendo. I mean, what a bow that we put on the week. Uh, with that with that segment, it's fantastic. It really was a, a fun show this week. And, and how about, and you can tell the groundswell that's happening with the show. We had a guy, and Jake, you, you decided to, to not work with us last Saturday. So, so good morning and, and welcome back to you well, as well. Well, good morning, Dave. I didn't decide not to work with yes, you. Yes, you did. I had an announcing job at Eisenhower Park. I'm an announcer for these swim meets, which you know. And I actually have another one in a month, so I'll be missing you okay. next month. Okay. As but well. did someone force you to not do the show with us last week, or did you decide to not do the show? I decided to take the other opportunity. <laughs> not, I'm not saying that there's not more money in that or anything. Like that. I'm saying that was that was a, that, that was, was a the, you were not decision. forced into that, Correct. right? That was a decision you made. It was a me decision. You were held at gunpoint, and and someone said you have to do it. Right? This. No, I was like, listen, come here. You're doing the breaststroke. Hurry! <laughs> exactly. Right? Like you you decided. Okay, I decided for the betterment. Yes, it was my for your decision. financial well being. Yes. It, it was a selfish act, and you decided. You know what? I will not do the show that I supposedly love, the Rothenberg show. 
I will be announcing children swimming in a, a chlorinated pool. Well, yes. when you say like that, it's a little weird, but yes, that's what I did, yes. <laughs> in a chlorinated pool. <laughs> oh, man, that's so funny. Yes, okay. So anyway, so, so you're back. We're happy to have you back as well. It doesn't you, sound like it. <laughs> this is the way we show love. It's what we do here. This is what we do. Well, that's actually what I was going to get to in a second. So we actually hung out a little bit earlier this week, which I was very excited to sure did. find out. You got out. to meet my, my kids and my wife. Oh, and what a lovely family you have. And this is actually the first time I met your wife and your kids. And I just want to say, you know, we joke around on the show with all the crazy, you know, parenting things that you do or the crazy things you do as a husband. But I just want to say this on air. You did a fine job with that family, man. I, I was very impressed with how well behaved your wow. kids were besides this. At one oh. point of the game, oh, no. I think you know where I'm going. I, don't, I, don't, I actually don't know where you're going. <laughs> yes, because there were a lot of things that you did that were a little uh, out there. But you talked on the show yesterday about you eating all these M&Ms. I had a lot of M&Ms. Do you remember there's one thing you did besides eating the M&Ms that you did? Do you remember what you did? Um, no. Don't lie. You're a liar. So I'm watching the hockey game. You know, the Rangers are playing amazing, winning 4 Great nothing. hockey. Great hockey. You know, that's exactly what we did. We did that hockey. And anyway, all of a sudden, I'm watching the game, and an M&M hits the back of my head. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I threw an M&M and hit you right square in the back of the head. Wait, that's so right. how, how did you say you're going to turn next uh, on, on March 12th? 49. Hey, 49. So, said. as Go I ahead. say that you're a great dad... All of a sudden, 30 seconds later, another M&M hits the back of my head. I had Alex throw one. Yes. <laughs> so, so basically, what I'm trying to say is your kids definitely are impressionable by you. Which well, they're are, kids. I know of course that. They're, by nature, they're impressionable. Of course they are. So all the crazy things that you do at home are obviously rubbing off on them, so I am a little concerned. Well, I will say this. First of all, is it that big a deal? It's, it, it, I don't even think it was a peanut M&M. It was, it was a, just a You're regular— sitting in a suite at a professional hockey game yeah. for a team that could contend for a title, and instead of paying attention to the action— We weren't paying attention. I think launching... it was a break in the action. Oh, he was facing the other direction. He was in, in prime, you know, sitting uh, situation to be hit in the back of the head. I took an M&M. I hit him right in the back of the head. Beautifully, by the way. Alex looked— <laughs> I, I, I did say to you, I said, I was very impressed with you. I wasn't shot. even mad. I was square, impressed. Square in the back right of the head. Right in the back of the head. Alex turns to me and, and looks from— He goes, can I Can I take one? I say, of course. Of course. So he, Why not? So he takes one. And I don't even know if you know this. Ben's like, how about me? I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> And Ben also takes one hit you, but I didn't even know if you felt Sherry that. Sherry should have joined in the mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Sher- Sherry is above the fray when it comes to that. <laughs> She's stuff. A little more Sherry's a lady. Yes, absolutely. So I tuned in yesterday because I'm like, all right, I went to the game with Dave and his family Thursday, so I'm going to wake up early for the Friday morning show and listen. So all of a sudden, I hear this thing called the roast. Yeah. So I'm very excited to listen to the roast. And all of a sudden, Rick DiPietro, who I consider a friend, you know, he did this favor for my sister when she got married, did this nice really? video. Yeah, my sister and her husband. I hope, a- I hope he didn't marry them, because that's not his <laughs> No, he did word. not do that. <laughs> okay. But he, he is a big Islanders fan, so he did this nice video, like, hey guys, just want to say, you know, I know COVID kind of impacted your wedding, but hope you guys have a great wedding. So I consider Rick a friend. Okay. And all of a sudden, I'm listening to the show yesterday, and he takes a shot at my outfit when he says this. And then I got Jake, who's dressed up like he's in the grounds crew for the Yankees. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hey, That's funny. It was funny, but I want to say this. I had a rough week last week. I got in a car accident, which you know. Oh, I've been yeah. working hard, so I was like, you know what? Treat yourself. 
I bought this ex- extremely nice Mitchell and Ness Yankees jacket. Very nice. Very nice, even though you told your kids, hey, this guy's a Yankees fan. You should be mean <laughs> yeah. to him. <laughs> bad, bad guy by you again. But anyway, I spent a lot of money on that jacket. And now every time I talk on the show, I feel like I have to play this music behind me. You so probably they, should. Yeah. So Yankees now I, rain delay music. Although, would, wouldn't that be a sight for sore ears, huh? Yeah. Well, I'll, have, I'll take have, a rain delay. Rain delay music point. right now. Absolutely, I will do anything for a rain delay. But to that point, we did have a great time at the suite and the Rangers. You know, we don't do enough talking about the Rangers, but they are the best sports team in New York, hands down. Hands, hands down. And I mean, what, what? A, I mean, what an open from from Jake. What By the open. way, you're hosting three to six today. <laughs> I, I, might, I might be. You never know. Through Zoom. You take shots if you want. I will not do that. Um, so, Ty, what did you think of that open? Hell of an open, wasn't oh, it? Oh, that was a fantastic open. You riled up the crowd. I'm, I'm, I'm a little sad, and we lost a caller. He was annoyed with you because he said you spend so much time talking about a Knicks team who stinks. Right. Meanwhile, you're also a fan of the Rangers. I love the Rangers. I actually like fantastic. the Rangers more than I like the Knicks. They beat the Capitals on Thursday night, as you mentioned, and now we've got some fun as we head to the postseason. How how great can this team be? So he was annoyed with you, but uh, it looks like he hung up. But that yes, well that, that's a shame. But I, I appreciate you getting his sentiments across to me. But but let me ask you this, What's okay? That? If you were the programmer of the station and you're a producer, so you really are you are involved in what goes on out on air. How how much Rangers am I allowed to talk? If I if I start if I start opening it up and spending the next 15 18 20 minutes half an hour on the Rangers at what point do you say all right Dave this stop it this is enough <laughs> Yeah at some point we we got to like you know when we do the whole power ranking of of sports teams in this town and you know who's got the juice the Rangers aren't going to surpass like the Knicks or the Yankees or the Mets who I, I know there's a sound bite you're excited to play from Buster only uh later in the show Yeah at, at some point we got to get to other sports but you got to be excited about your team because you've been you've been emotional. Like it's been a brutal season for oh, you. Oh, terrible! As a I got the John. I got Georgetown is zero sixteen in the Big East. <laughs> oh my! That's, I, it feels hard to do that. It is. Uh, I don't know that you've ever had a team go zero eighteen in in, in conference and play before. Didn't they just win the Big East recently? Last well, yeah, last year they won last the uh, the Big East tournament. Oh yeah. my! And everyone was ready to anoint Patrick Ewing. Yeah, but you know what the what thing is is that they were not good last year and they just won four games consecutively to win the Big East. Then they got hammered in the NCAA tournament, and then this year they've reverted back to what they were. It's almost like the story of the Knicks. It's it's almost... It's almost like I wish they never had that that little run last year to give this this fake hope. That was the worst thing that ever happened to you. And by the way, I was thinking about this while I was watching the game last night. At no point when you were doing your season preview uh, of Knicks basketball, right? Did you ever say that R.J. Barrett was going to be the best player on the team? You didn't expect it. Now, no. could could he take the stride and ultimately become someone who you you were confident that was you know deserving of being number three overall? Sure, but the expectation was Julius Randle was going to come back and you know be that guy who was eighth in MVP voting. RJ was going to take the next step. Everyone around him has regressed. That and to me, that's the frustrating part. He scored thirty points yesterday in the first half, and, it and looked, they trailed by ten. And they were down ten. And they trailed by ten. Looked like he wasn't sweating at all. But when you have Julius Randle, who's two for fifteen, uh, everyone around him has regressed quickly. Everybody. Yeah, Mitchell I, Robinson. I, I, honestly, I don't know why they didn't trade Mitchell Robinson. I think you could have gotten something for him at the trade deadline. They're going to hang out to him. I, I guess they deem him as part of the future. He's got no offensive game. And he's always hurt. Julius Randle's going to be here. You don't have a point guard. Fournier's lousy. This Kemba Walker thing is a disaster. You're right. You have one thing. This is what we always are. 
you have one thing that you're truly excited about. Quentin Grimes, all right, maybe there's some optimism. I don't think you're excited by him. There's one thing that you're excited about with the Knicks, and that is R.J. Barrett, and that is it. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. So the high school that my kids, uh, well, one goes to, one will go to, they are in the uh, the quarterfinals of the basketball playoffs today. And there's a, a, a desperation for us to go to that game. So I'm going to have to turn into uh, into that dad who is watching high school basketball this afternoon. But, you know, here's the problem, Ty. Is that I can't just go and, like, you know, whatever. It's high school basketball. Or I don't really care. What, like, I, I have to now get involved. you got to be fully engaged. I, I'm, I'm fully engaged. I'm, like, I'm yelling at the ref, like, come on. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You missed a screen, right? Like, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a moving screen. Wake but, up. But can you be that guy with your reputation and job at hand? Yeah, of course. I don't know if those can can act. Yeah, but together. the kids see the kids don't sit with me. They they want to sit with their friends and watch the game. So they sit on the one side, and I sit on the other side of the gym. But people know who you are. I don't think you can act that. Or I guess we can look at it from. But a that's the ex- the expectation is it's that you act that way. That that no, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I was gonna say if you're throwing M and M's in the suite, no, I can only I'm not, imagine I'm what M&Ms. you're doing at the uh, cheap no, seats at a CYO game. I'm not throwing M and M's at anybody, but I just, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't like to go to games and just like, eh, all right, well, whatever happens, happens. Like, I need a a rooting interest. <laughs> so, do you start like trash talking the other team, like the kids? No, or, like, but the- I did, I did say something to the assistant coach of the other team in, in the last game we went to. Do you care to share what that was? I was, I was like, you got to calm down. <laughs> You're telling the guy that he has to. I mean, he was, he was a, a, a raving lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's the uh, the irony in that. But that was after the game. It's not like I went up to him during the game. I think you should have done it during the game. Just go up to him and punch him right in the face. No, what's the matter with you? Well, I'm not the... Jawan Howard. <laughs> Jawan, can we stop? By the way, so like your take this week about you know, I th- I thought you went a little too far with that. He what do you mean? He didn't exactly. He didn't punch the guy. He mushed. He him. slapped the guy in the head. He mushed him in the head. Oh, stop it! You, you felt like the suspension was was too light. Because he only got I felt like, five games. No, I, no I, I think anywhere from what he got to the rest of the season would have been fine. But there were people calling for him to be fired. What, was I? Not, not you, but there were okay, people so. in the media doing that. That's a little extreme. Here's what I will say. You, you are leading, and I know it's like, but these are not kids. You're, you're leading kids. You're, you're the, the face of, of Michigan basketball. Kids are chase. Be, be better. Be I better. Get that. I get that. Oh, you, can't, I, you, you can't hit a guy, what, mush... Punch, slap, whatever. You can't do that. No, I'm not excusing it. He, he was he was wrong for doing that. I just thought that the conversation, like the the pendulum, you know, flipped just too much. In the no, no, no. Of- listen, listen. If he were to get, and I even said this, that the people that calling for him to lose his job is over the top. That but was a bit much. He deserved, I thought, a real punishment, which he got. Now, if he would have gotten the the Big Ten tournament included, I'd have been fine with that. If it would have gone sure. as far as the the rest of the season, no matter how far they go. Sure. I would have been fine with that. I think what he did was unacceptable. It was wrong. It was inexcusable, and especially the head coach of uh, not just Michigan of any team, you shouldn't be doing that. But you're a you're a head coach. Act like it. Yeah, I I just I just had an issue with the take that well, if you were a parent, would you feel comfortable sending your kid to play for that guy? No, no, I don't. I don't think it's like it's, it's as not if he was like Jerry Sandusky. I mean, no, 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 no. You're, 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 I think you're misinterpreting what I was saying. I wasn't saying, like, if I could send my kid to play for a coach who doesn't do that kind of thing or a coach that does that kind of thing, where would I prefer to send my kid? 
to a coach that doesn't do that kind of thing. Sure. I would. Okay. I, I think it's I think it's a really bad look for Michigan. It's I mean, a, it's a bad look. But when it's I say he can Michigan, from. when I say University of Michigan, there are two people that you think of, right? Harbaugh and and, and uh, Jawan Howard. Okay, so one of them has just made himself look like an absolute buffoon. Yes. All right. So listen, I, I still think he's a good coach. I think that he's a good recruiter. I, it might not affect the program at all. But I will say this as well. There's now zero tolerance with this guy. Oh, because now you've had back-to-back years or you've involved yourself in some type of controversy. So, no, I, do I think it's fireable? I don't. I said that from the get-go. I, I do not think that he should have been even considered fired. But do I think that it's a good look? It's a terrible look. And I think that he deserved punishment, and, and he got his punishment, and I'm fine with what, what happened. Now, if I mean, Big Ten tournament, I would have been fine with that as well. This is fine. That he, this is a legitimate punishment. That's not something. So if you're coaching your kid's high school basketball team, I I could never see you getting into some physical altercation. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm I'm more of a, a yeller, a screamer, which I'm fine with. And you know what else is an awful take that I've heard this week? Awful. Well, we got to get rid of the handshake lines. I I actually thought that before this ends. And, and get, not, why? Because you it's, actually it's have dorky. a moment of like, you it's know what, douchey. sportsmanship. No, it's you douchey. play a game. It's a hard fought game. You walk down the line. You shake hands. It's so why, goofy. Why would you get rid of that? It's so goofy because who does that? Well, we, go- we just go- goofy or not. We were just at the height of competition. Okay, you know, going at each other, and now I got to shake your hand after. No, you know what I will tell you? It's, it's, it's dorky. No, you say, you say dorky. There is nothing better than watching a seven game NHL postseason series go back. You know fights and guys are missing teeth and they're cut above the eye and there's stitches and it's seven games and it's intense as could possibly be it ends they get in that handshake line it is it it moves the needle like nothing else something right. wrong with the handshake line so you're involved in i mean you're involved in like a, a battle your morning show against another station's morning show could right. you imagine at the end of the book you guys had to meet up in Times square and shake hands that ana- analogy might be the dumbest thing you've ever said. <laughs> it's not. It's uh, how is it dumb? Because it's it's not it's not even comparable. We weren't we weren't out there on the field to battle against them. I mean, you basically are. No, you're basically not. I've never met the the stations that we go up against. Yeah, no, but I mean, the, there's one station in particular. I'm saying that people care about that the ratings battle. If you had to at the end of it go shake hands, it wouldn't be something you'd be interested in. I, I think that's a fair analogy. I think it's a I, honestly. I think Jake should probably cut your mic off. I think it's such a bad analogy. <laughs> well, I was going to ask, what are your thoughts on like what they do at the end of that sport called baseball that's supposedly supposed to have a season? Maybe Maybe this summer, but they they don't shake the opponent's hands. They shake their own team's hands at the end of the game. So is that bad, Ty? Do you not like that? No, that's fine. Okay. He's opposed to handshaking. In a pandemic, Ty is very opposed to touching other people anyway. <laughs> Phrasing there, buddy. I'm like that kind of party? <laughs> Phrasing there. What's going on? You- Ty's opposed to touching other people? Yeah. yeah. You're very anti-touching. Yeah, I'm not a big touch. How about this? Everybody sanitizes right after the game. Sanitizes right a, after a the game. A big group sanitizing session, yeah. I just don't think it's necessary. It's not nothing. You play is the necessary. game and then you walk off. They don't nothing do that. Is, nothing in is the pros. necessary. Well, they do that in football, I guess. In, in the NFL, you meet up. At- now, what I don't like is this hugging. Let's take photos. Let's swap jerseys. That to me is too far. Yeah, but but, that's, a, but that- a, a simple handshake. You know, a good game. Good luck to you the rest of the season. Why do you have a problem with that? That's like big. Well, so how about this? When R.J. Barrett, I remember that Laker game, Lakers-Knicks game a couple of Saturdays ago where your team blew a 30-point lead against uh, my Lakers. Your, your, te- your team stinks. And then after the game, R.J. Barrett's like hugging with LeBron. So you didn't, you didn't like that? LeBron drawing? Um, yeah. 
I'm. I guess I'm okay with the hug. I. I don't like the jersey the swapping swap. Jerseys, the, you, you know what I don't like? Taking pictures. I, I'll tell you. I don't like that if I'm at home watching the game, it bothers me more that my team lost than it seems to bother the players at their team. I lost. respect that. That I don't like. I respect that. You know. You know. You're going there, and it's like like if he if he you know quick handshake with LeBron, hug with LeBron, whatever, and you, and he walks off. You could see he's just like God, he's he's crestfallen. He's heartbroken. Fine. But guys that act like they haven't just lost a game, that bothers me. No, I, I can see. Especially because as a fan, you're so heartbroken. So you want your your team to feel the same way. Of course. And do you I feel want like... The pl- I want a player to want to go stay in a hotel for three nights because they feel <laughs> heartbroken. Or launch treadmills out of, out of their apartment launch the window. treadmill out the window. I simply pushed the treadmill. It hit the glass of the window, shattered that, and then it came right back in, in, in into its spot. But it was simple when you did it. You simply did that. Simply did that. You you just feel like sports have become too buddy buddy. Yes. Like it's not like the good old days. Yes. And, you know, Michael Jordan would never take pictures with Charles Barkley. Yes. By the way, did you see Charles Oakley said yesterday about Giannis? No. He, Charles Oakley seems to have kind of lost. He said if Giannis played in my era of basketball, he'd be coming off the bench. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. I I will say this though they they would have murdered that guy. Who Giannis? When he tried to go down the lane. Oh my god. Yeah, but the idea that he would be coming no, it's off just, the bench. just silly. It just, would you be okay if we went to a call, Ty? <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like I've gotten my uh, my thoughts out Do you yet. have more to say? No, I have no more to say. All right. Kenny and Clark. Kenny, you're on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Dave. How you doing? Good, Ken. Yeah, I, I'm calling about uh, just a couple of things, and I have one game show question for you. I, I do agree that the Knicks are pathetic, and uh, – you know, signing uh, Fournier and Kemba was a waste of time. You, you mentioned something about Halliburton uh, when they could have signed him over Topping. But do you also know uh, the year they drafted Kevin Knox, they could have had Mikhail Bridges? Oh uh, yeah, they could have had Bridges. They could have had uh, Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, they, they missed. They, they missed out on a ton of guys. It's a it's a major problem. The the thing the thing is you you, you, you can't and thanks for the call, Kenny. You can't blame this regime for that, right? You can only blame this regime for what they have done or not done, and there's enough to go around. There there is. I mean, for the life of me, when you when you look back, I don't know I don't know how that team last year had such success. I, I for the life of me, I guess teams didn't really pay attention to them. I guess right, and and uh, I don't know. The whole thing is very confusing to me. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven. Seven six. Um, you do realize what's fifteen minutes away, Ty? Correct. Oh, it's sweeping the nation. Sweeping, sweeping. So, so much so that it made it to your morning show. Well, yeah, it's a Wednesday on the morning show. You guys were nasty about Stump Rothenberg this week, so because of that, I will not be doing it on Wednesday at six forty-five. <laughs> but we will have the full version in just fifteen minutes. So phone lines open one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. What time did you receive the first call for? Uh, Stump Rothenberg. I'm very morning. impressed. Not until 10 o'clock this morning. So people are starting to, to get the ground rules. They're getting the memo. And Chris and Beth Page, I always enjoy when he's, he's the very good. He's very good. He's fantastic. He's, he's great. Very, he does a really good job. And, and you know why? Because he respects the segment. He's got a, you can tell he puts a lot of thought into it. He, he loves the segment. He looks at it as a challenge. He respects the segment. Like this to him, 
I don't Very want to put deep. words in his mouth, but it might be the highlight of his of his week. You know, like those those students who just wake up the day of the exam and just like try to cram everything in. There are those, and there are the others who prepare throughout the week. I think Kristen Bethpage definitely was one of those guys who prepared for the tests. I, I think it's a great analogy. See that good analogy, the one prior, very so bad good. analogy. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. You can try. Many have. Very few have succeeded. Stump Rothenberg, 9870 ESPN, brought to you by Slowman's. Do you think Slowman's is like we want to be involved with, with the greatness that is Stump Rothenberg time? Oh, absolutely. Right? They seek out this uh, this segment. Foaming at the mouth. Everyone should be. Um. All right. Give me the updated standings, please. All right. So you've had four straight weeks where you, you've won 12 games or gotten 12 questions correct. You're now 86-11 and 11 on the season. That's good, yes? That's very good. And I like on the season. On the season. And to uh, our guy, Tommy GNY Mets Delight, ton of baseball questions on the line. Really? Ton of baseball. Uh, well, but are they about, like, labor stoppage? <laughs> baseball like you've never seen before. Because that's what he's looking for. Please <laughs> break down the the collective bargaining the agreement. CBT. That's what we want. That's what we need. The, the, the cap threshold, please. Hours and hours of that. It's what, it's what makes for great sports talk radio. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to go? We're ready to do it, my friend. Do you find, because I know you do a great job, and I always give you credit. You do. I of, appreciate of that. Of screening these calls. You find these are just sensational calls. I, I think they're they're really good. There's a, a tough, tough, tough one, and I'd be shocked if you got it correct. Okay. Well, I probably won't then. Um, by the way, Jake says we were in the suite the other night at the, at the Garden watching the Rangers. He goes, who's that guy you can't stand that calls up? Remember that, Jake? The guy who says, like, in 1863. In 1849, there was a strike of lightning in Des Moines, Iowa. There was a very same uh, strike of lightning just two years later in the same spot. <laughs> and what I do I, I want to say this really quickly, too. It's like Parker, right? During the game. Yes. It is Parker. It's definitely Parker. We were, we're at the suite, and on the Megatron, the Jumbotron, they had a sponsorship from 98.7. So I looked at you, and I said, we should do a Stump Rothenberg right now. Imagine I would have done it at Just MSG during an intermission. Random people from the from Madison Square Garden, and then go to you in the suite. That what would been... you rather have? What would you rather have? Like kids chasing a puck on, in diapers, or would you rather do Stump Rothenberg? I well, think Stump. What about the yeah. air drum thing that they had? And one guy yeah, actually great. had drumsticks. I was like, how did this guy get into Madison Square Garden with drumsticks? He probably what? He probably ch- he's like, listen, if the thing spins and it lands on, we're going to do the, the air drumming. <laughs> I got to have my sticks. You got to have your sticks, baby. All right, let's go. Dave and Queens, we're going to go right down the line. Dave and Queens, you lead us off on Stump Rothenberg. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you, staff. Thanks, Lomans. And um, who's the only major leaguer to lead um, both leagues in um, hits for a season? Mm. So I, I don't think it's Frank Robinson, who I believe won MVP in both leagues. Um... Pete Rose was never, never an American leaguer. All right. 
I think the guy I'm thinking of was a triples machine and did it with with the Mets as well. Is it Lance Johnson? Sure is, and he also led the league in triples for four straight years as well. He was an underrated player. There you go. There you go. That is, um, I believe that's 1-0, and yes, Ty? That's a tough question. That was a good question. And it's a good job out of you. But it was a good question. Really See, good. I can get them wrong and be okay. It's when the questions are grotesque that it upsets me. You're not a big fan of uh, General Hospital characters. Oh, it's an awful question from you. You should. He asked me, outside, you should have heard this, Jake. It, outside of Sonny Corinthos, name another character on General Hospital. It's well, it's funny you said that, Dave, because even though I was announcing a big swim meet, I still listened to Stump Rothenberg oh, last week. Okay. And I heard that and I shook and, my and head and at you, time. And you cringed. I cringed. Because yeah, it was a terrible... That's not, that's not trivia. It's a layup. You should it's know. Not, it, it's a layup for people that... that I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Chris and Beth Page. Chris, who I know feels a way about that question. Good morning. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Yes, Dave, and thanks for the uh, previous compliments you and Ty gave me earlier. I really appreciate it. Well, you're, you're the um, best in the business. Let, I appreciate it. And just to let you know, I have a team out there that really contributes. They'll call me up and give me questions. So I this one comes from a really good friend of mine, Joe Sal, up in Boston. Okay. He gave me this question. Okay. So in the last 60 seasons, last 60 years in baseball, yeah. three times Game 7 has had – Two opposing 20-game winners start the game. Three times it's happened. Just give me two times. You could give me two times. I don't think... So this has to be a long time ago. Well, it's in the last 60 years. Right, but there's no uh, way this can be all that recently. Because guys don't, right. guys don't win 20 games anymore. a lot of 20-game winners recently. How about... So 60 years brings us back to what? Like 1960? Yes? Yeah, give it sure, sure. I so mean, what do you are you yeah. looking for the year? Are you looking for the teams? Are you looking for the starters? What it are you would, looking it be, for? It would be great if, if it would be great if you could give me two of the three times it happened. And if you do that, you'll be able to tell me the pitchers, you know, because they're twenty game winners. So they're all famous pitchers pretty much. So I'll tell you this much. 1962 is the first time it happened. How about 2001? Okay, that's good. Who were the pitchers? I guess it was Schilling. Because Johnson came in and... Did Johnson start or did Schilling start? Now I can't even remember. I think I think Schilling started that game. So was it Schilling and Clemens? Very good. That's one time that it happened. Very good. Okay. That happened... It happened two other times in the last 60 years. Give me one other time it happened, and you got the question right. Mm-hmm. So 85, I know, went went seven. That was that awful call by Denkinger. Was it Saberhagen? Was it Joaquin Andahar? Were they? Hmm. How about 68? Denny McLean and I, I'll guess Bob Gibson. Is that your final answer, Dan? Oh, God. No, I don't know. Because I'm thinking the Twins. Were the Twins with Jack Morris? In 87? No, it wasn't 87. The Twins, Jack Morris was 91. 
when they beat the Braves. So those are my two. I'm thinking 91 Twins Braves, or I'm thinking 68 Tigers Cardinals. Those are my two. I'm going to go 68 Tigers Cardinals. Final answer. Uh, uh, Dave, you know, it's a great guess. Mickey Lola started again. It's a guess, but it's wrong. Lola had 18 wins. But you know what, Dave? This is the killer. You were right there in 1985. You had it. If you went with Saber Hagen and and Andahar? No, Saber Hagen and John Tudor. John Tudor. Oh, man. All right. Put him on hold. That's one and one. Very disappointing. Very, very disappointing. By the way, he said he's got a team of of researchers helping him up for this segment. Well, good good for him. Shows you the gravity of of the segment. It's a big segment, Ty. It's a big segment. All right, let's go to. Ken in Huntington. Ken, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Dave. Dave. There have been four U.S. presidents that were also members of their college cheerleading team. We have FDR. We have Dwight Eisenhower. We have George W. Bush, who also played baseball for Yale. Can you name the fourth? Give me the ones again. Uh, FDR, yeah, Dwight Eisenhower, uh huh, and George W. Bush are three of the four. I think Reagan was also. Final answer. Because I can see him in that in that like uniform. Final answer. Eureka College, you are correct. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, what he just did there. Made you second-guess yourself. But I got it right. You did. And that's the genius that is me. That that is the genius. But leave other people to say that, not you. Okay. What do you think about me right now? I think you're a genius. There you go. All right, let's go to Luke in Connecticut. Luke, you're on Stump Rothenberg. What's up, Dave? What's up, Luke? Um, You gave Chris all these props, but I'm the guy who has, like, the most wins against you. Luke, year. you are the greatest. The Luke, the, the best, on. the best of the best, the best of the best. And I have a drop. Come on! All right, what do you got? Thanks. All right, uh, five MLB players are tied for the most cycles for a career. Who are the two that did it in two thousand? What's the question? Five players are tied for the most cycles, hitting for the most cycles in a career. Two players did it in the 2000s. Who are they? Five cycles? No, no, no. Five players have hit, are tied for the most cycles oh. in a career. Oh, Trey Turner? All right, that's one. And and Beltre? Oh, come on, Dave. Sorry. Sorry. I thought he was saying five cycles. I got confused by that. But there you go. What, what is that, three and one? That's three and one. Okay. By that's the pretty way, good, yes? That, that's pretty good. Got a uh, nice little text message from your co-host this morning. Oh, Bach by popular demand. Oh, what did uh, Mr. Bach by popular demand say? Says uh, the internet seems to be a little slow this morning. Well, you know what? It's 645. You know what we're going to play 645 on Wednesday this week? What's that? 
a stump DiPietro. <laughs> is he allowed to also use the internet? He he just texts he can me. do whatever the hell he wants because I oh, will be having a bacon egg and cheese man. at six forty five on on Wednesday morning. <laughs> three and one, however you may have it. Three three and one, and you know what I like that you just did. You took shots at me via someone else. That's well done. <laughs> That's well oh, done. Man of many tricks, my friend. Yeah, very, very tricky and, and really well done by you. All right. Um, Jake, you said you wanted to play, yes? I would love to play, Dave. Okay. All right. So I was actually going to go with an MLB question, but since we've had you know an overflow of baseball questions and since I'm so disgusted at baseball okay. since today was supposed you to be You don't want to give them the, the no, time No, I was day. excited to watch some spring training baseball today, the first day of spring training, but nothing. So I'm going to actually go to an NBA question for you. The NBA has been celebrating their 75th anniversary this season. Yeah. One of the big things that they did with this was the release of a list of the top 75 players to ever play the game. They actually had that big ceremony last week. My question for you is, only one championship winning team in the modern era, which is post-1980, did not have a single player in the NBA's top 75 list. Which championship team am I talking about? I nailed this in 15 seconds, by the way. Really? I did. All right. So give it to me. I think it's the Pistons, but give it to me again. There was one NBA championship winning team since 1980 that did not have a single player in the top 75 list. Only one team. I'll go with the Pistons. Dave, I started off the year stumping you twice. Oh, no. And then you won four in a row. Unfortunately for me, that winning streak for you continues. Yes. You are now on a five-game winning streak. I am still proud of myself because I think you only have 10 losses this whole year, and I'm two of the 10, but you are now on a five-game streak. So that would be the Ben Wallace, Rip Hamilton, Chauncey Billups. Tayshawn Prince. Tayshawn Prince, Rasheed Wallace Pistons, yes? Correct. Yes, and do you think that, you know, Chauncey Billups is a top 75 player? No. No. Okay. I don't. I don't think it's up for up for debate. No, right, so that, I, I agree with you. I just that's was, what four and one, four, four and one, one, baby. Now, um, let me see if I have this properly. Uh, Alex in Westchester only wants to participate in the college version. Yes, that is correct. All right, so let's go to John and oh, we're going cross country. <laughs> cross country, cross baby. country, we go. <laughs> John in L.A. Good morning, John. Yeah, how's it going, Dave? Good morning. Good. Uh, good morning to you. Early. I can give you this though. I so appreciate goes, you waking man. up extra early. Here it goes. Uh, what was the only stadium to hold the World Series, uh, and, uh, the Final Four, and the Super Bowl ever? World Series, Final Four, and Super Bowl. The Metrodome. The Metrodome. Is that your final answer? You sure about that? Super Bowl. Final Four World Series, yes? And you could throw in a WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Super Bowl was 92, as was the Final Four, and the World Series they hosted in 87 and 91 when the Twins won the uh, the World Series. So, yeah. Look at you. And, and I love, he says, woke up extra early to hand you that L. And he succumbed. I, I do the, like the way. Are you sure? Because I got to tell you, unless I'm 100% sure, when they you. say, are you sure, it always has that, like, oh, God. I love that because the alternative is you just guessing. Are you just, like, going through your options and then, like, oh, Dave, you got it. No, wait until he an- he submits his final answer. Yeah. I, so what are we, five and one? Five and one. And we continue and finish up. 
Stump Rothenberg. Ty, where are we uh, through uh, the first portion? We're five and one. Five and one. That's good. Yes. Yes. Can I throw a quick uh, trivia question at you? Just real Tri- quick. Will this count uh, record-wise? Yes, it does. Oh boy. All Something right. that happened this week. Uh, all right. Tell I don't the- know that this is going to be a great question, is it? I think it's a really good one. Uh-huh. Uh, can you tell me the guy who wore a spandex nipple hugger sweatshirt and pajama pants to a Rangers game this past week? Your mom. <laughs> 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 Can I just say that this this yeah. joke was ghostwritten by uh, Rick DiPietro, who once again texted me. This was his joke. He says, Richard on Long Island has a question, uh-huh. and that was the question he had. The, the Save fact, DiPietro! You need to ignore DiPietros like this. <laughs> like, they, 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 they come at you fast and furious, you, you ignore them, you move on, and you don't placate them, because now they're energized. But Ricky DP. You know what I love? Because I'm listening to the K-Show a lot, and it's like... Kay would say, well, Rick DiPietro just texted me. So now I'm a part of the uh, Rick DiPietro just texted me crew. But you don't. Yeah, it's pathetic. While on the air. You know, so, you know so, what would be so nice if the honored. guy could do a show on his own? <laughs> Why really? Do you, what do you mean? I, wel- I welcome him to do the show next week. Oh, back by popular man. The Thursday I mean, Open was oh, probably Oh, everybody. The- hey, Rick DiPietro here, 9870 SPN. Oh, I've got a take for you. I don't. I don't want to hear from you anymore. The, I'm done. The best open done. last week was on Thursday, and it was done by Rick DiPietro. Okay, yeah, great. You know how long it takes him to do that open? <laughs> how long? Does it He's take? working on it for like twelve to twenty-four hours. He's before getting the input show. from his wife. And oh kids. my god! I mean, me. It's like I, I do the open. It's like, all right, what do I do? Okay, I got it. Thirty <laughs> seconds. Him. It's like hours and hours. There's notes. It's it's, it's like the treatment for a play. Now, can we please get back to Stump Rothenberg? See, now what's happened is he's trying to ruin Stump Rothenberg. Let's, let's do and, it. And he knows we're not doing it Wednesday this week because he's a bad guy and you're a bad guy and you're all just repulsive. Why don't you just go go away together? Can we still have the segment? You're robbing the audience. of. of you're joy. robbing the audience. Bill Long Island. Bill, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Dave, it's an honor to be with you. You're really great at what you do. And I hope thank you, this Bill. question is worthy of your, uh, your Genius? greatness. Yeah, thank it's you. It's an NBA question today. Um, there's only one player in NBA history that has averaged more than 20 points and 13 assists in a season. Name them. So the names that would come to mind are... I don't think Robertson did it. Maybe Stockton? Russell Westbrook? I know Robertson averaged over 30, but I don't oh, – over 13. That's what you said, right? 13 assists in the season? Yes. Could be magic. I don't know. I will guess Magic Johnson. I got gotcha. you. It's Isaiah Thomas in 1984-85. He averaged 21.2 points and 13.9 assists. There you go. Well, you get to go on hold for uh, for round two. That's unfortunate. I could have sworn Magic had done that one time. All right. Um, so let me ask you, Ty. You're, you're of the mindset that I cheat, right? Uh, it, it it varies like from day to day. So like so a question like that, why would I get that wrong then? To keep him honest. Oh, so just to, to keep the now, game going. Now imagine going ninety seven and zero. It's it's blatantly obvious. I've gone cheating. fourteen and zero in a week. I feel great about it. Yeah, but overall, if your overall record is zero blemishes, then you're kind of giving it away there. All right. Uh, let's let's um. 
could have sworn Magic had 13 assists in a season, but I guess he didn't. Okay. Um, let's go with uh, round two. You ready? I'm ready. Uh, all right. Alex in Westchester solely is on. For, this is not for the Daily Double. This is just where did a guy go to college? Go ahead, Alex. Hey, Dave. Uh, One-time Carolina Panther and New York Jet Chris Jenkins. Chris Jen All right. Um, hmm. Now, what is supposed to be skill position players? Chris Jenkins. You there? Yeah, I'm thinking. You're not allowed to pick. I think number 77. Did he go to Maryland? There you go. You got it. All right. Now, can we can we revisit this tie? It's supposed to be skill position players in the NFL, right? One slip past the goalie. I was distracted with No, that. no, no. I'm not I'm not I'm actually not even blaming you. Well, I want to revisit something really quick as well. What was the last question with the assists? Was it over 13 assists? It was average tw 20 and, and 13. Oh, okay. Because Magic did have a season with over 13 assists, but in that season he had under 20 points. So uh, you were very close. A, that's a shame. You were close. That's, that's close, really but no shame. cigar. All right, but that's still a win there, right? Uh, sure, 6 and 2. What, what do you mean, sure? <laughs> yeah, <so it's laughs> did I get it right? Uh, kind of. No, you what, do you, what does that mean? <laughs> Did I get it right? You struggled a little bit. You oh complained about the complexity of the questions, skill you're, position. You really are just an awful human being. Chris <laughs> and Beth Page. Chris, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Go ahead. Round two. Hey, this hey, is, yeah, Chris, this is for the Daily yeah. Double. I know. I know. Hey, just to revisit something really quick. You know, Rick got like two or three questions right on that stump this Wednesday. So oh, who was Googling? That, well, he was Googling. Oh. Right. No, I don't think he Googled because the Steve Nash question, he nailed pretty quickly. Well, you know what? You'll find uh, out this coming Wednesday when we play Stump DiPietro on the show. There you go. There you All go. All right. All right, Dave. So, wide receiver, Indianapolis Colts, Bill Brooks. Billy Brooks. Now, this is not a recent they receiver. Like Bill. Well, he was not a great player, by the way. He was pretty good. I saw him play in college. If you know what college I went to, yeah, B, BU. I, I, you've told me there numerous you times. I went to Holy you, Cross. You to I saw him play. Yeah, there you go. Very all good, right. Dave. He was really good. Uh, all right, so let's let's. Oh, now I'm getting a, a tweet from K. Butta says Magic averaged 13 assists in 1984, but did he average over 20 points a game in that season? Jake just told you about. Was that, that the season that Jake told us? Are you listening to the show? I have a lot going on here. I'm, I'm on Twitter. I got to screen calls. I got to I got to bring them up. <laughs> You're screening calls. And well, I mean, I got to look and see who it is. I'm I'm toggling back and forth. Yeah, I got a lot going on. Got to make sure the internet speed is up to par. Right. I get it. I right. understand. Well, uh, maybe we'll do stump Butler next week. You're <laughs> off next week, right? I so will we not have a be here oh, next week. Great. That is terrific. You think news. the show is going to be better without me? Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm going to be laying on a beach next week. I don't Good. even like beaches. So I'll, I'll be swimming swimming in a pool. I'll be you here. It's 90, 98 degrees with humidity. Yeah. Are you ready? Where, where are you going? Turks and Caicos. Good. I hope I hope there's a, a blizzard. Big birthday tomorrow. Still got no love from you on the show today. We're two hours in. People that beg for birthday love are, are weak. Oh, says the guy who's, I didn't who, beg. who told me I need to plan an entire show. Well, yeah. I'm a big his star. Absolutely. You do. All right. Let's go. Five pack. Come on. Uh, Bam Adebayo. Uh, Kentucky. Oh, that would be correct. Ooh. Ooh. Not that you're taking shots at the Lakers, but we do have a, a burgeoning star on the team. His name is Austin Reeves. Austin. Now, is he Oklahoma State? Where did Austin Reeves go? 
Where was he? Oklahoma. I always get this one confused. I I'm going to say Oklahoma, but I could be wrong with this one. Are you sure, David? No. I'm like 80-20. In favor of being sure or unsure? Sure. Uh, and you're correct. <laughs> Wichita State preceded Oklahoma. All right. Okay. Uh, back to that game last night. Tough loss for the Lakers. Terrence Mann. Now, this is interesting. Ooh. Terrence Mann, his brother, actually <laughs> plays at pace. Okay. And has coached Ben in some summer league games. Oh, wow. Uh, he's Florida State. Played for Atlanta. That's correct. I was wondering. <laughs> where I thought that was a nice piece of information for yeah, you. Yeah, but the way it started, it was like a slow start. Like the movie that starts off stone, you're wondering where it's going, but it ended well. I like it. Uh, Florida State is correct. Uh, Philly. Matisse Thibel. Big fan of the show out here. Big, big Wait, fan. hang on a second. Matisse Thibel is a big fan of the show? He is. I've heard that he, he enjoys uh, the, the Saturday morning edition of Stump Rothenberg. Really? Big fan. Um, now, he's from Australia, isn't he? He is. Uh, I think he's the University of Washington. We don't pay you to think. We pay you to know. Yeah. Final, Final answer? answer? Correct. <laughs> and we will end it. Oh, give, give, me, give it again, Jake. <laughs> There you go. He loves the ding. Uh, we will end it with Marcus Morris Sr. Not junior, senior. No, I know. Is he Kansas? I think they they both went to Kansas, right? Yeah. Marcus and Markeith went to Kansas. Final answer. And your final answer is the correct one. Good Lord, you're good. 12 and 2. I don't know if you know two. this, but... Uh, my brother was coached by uh, Marcus Morris Sr.'s uncle. See, that's not funny. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not comedic. It's not funny. It's not clever. It's, it's sad. How is it sad? That was sad. <laughs> How is it sad? We're, we're way late. You, you, you've totally butchered the, the segment now with that little non-funny commentary. Five straight weeks, you've won 12 games. And we'll call Listen, it games. We, we, we have now created, like Al Davis said, a commitment to excellence. 98 and 13 on the year. That's pretty good. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. A lot of people lined up, Ty. We've had a lot of callers, a lot of interaction the entirety of the show today. Oh, it's a it's a fascinating show. I mean, we can't get enough of Dave Rothenberg. When you're on the beach, the when are you going away, by the way? Uh, I leave Monday morning. Monday morning. And you have a week in Turks and Caicos, correct? Yes. I, that's gonna. Oh, oh, and you return Sunday. Uh, I'm coming back late Friday. Late for all right. So you have okay. So five days. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, thir so four nights in Turks and Caicos. Good at math. Don't be obnoxious. <laughs> I mean, you really, you really have gone from a, a fun-loving, kind, nice guy to you're just an obnoxious jerk at this point. Oh, don't say that. My well, mom's that's, listening. That's, to, my mom's listening fits. to the show. She she's not going to be very happy. She probably agrees. Um, how much? time will you invest in sports and sports radio when you're when you're on vacation that's a that's a really good question um it's it's ill-timed because the nba just returned so last week would have been perfect but um i i'm going in with the goal of consuming no sports no mm. music no radio well you're lucky there's no spring training games <laughs> oh yes because yeah. how, how could you avoid that okay <laughs> yeah so I shouldn't say no music. Well, I obviously listen so to no music. So no sports. No sports. So, you, so, so you're going you're gonna to get on the plane Friday, land at JFK, 
and then you'll just reconsume all the sports yes. that are taking place. Yes. So shout see, out to I, ESPN. See, they send like these hot lists out. Where and this is why going news. to Europe terrifies me. Why because my thought is if I go to Europe, I'm not going to be able to follow American sports closely and I'm going to I'm going to fall out of. And that's why I've never been to Europe. <laughs> that's the only reason. Yeah. Why. Yeah. <laughs> you can you got to, you know, give yourself a little bit of a reprieve. No. Dial no. out a little bit. This no. week, last week would have been the perfect week. You've no. got no NBA. I'll, I'll got got, no we're going to go away for, for a couple days in June and then maybe a week in Wait, July. And June, then, and then something in when August. in June? During the finals? Uh, yeah, but even if we go in the finals, I'll still watch it. What if what if the Knicks are in the finals? <laughs> I'm willing to bet that that's not the. They're I'll like tell you what, plus fifty thousand. We're we're going to uh, we're going to Lake Placid, right? Alex is a big lacrosse tournament end of June up in Lake Placid. Okay. If the Knicks are in the finals, I'll stay back. You you'll send him to his lacrosse tournament uh, alone. Well, no, he, I have a wife. Oh, you do. Yeah, I mean, it's hard him. to tell, like, based on the way you like carry yourself. I have a great wife. Yeah, she's phenomenal. Yeah. Not not really a good decision maker when it comes she's to She's a great like, decision maker. Her her taste in men. She's not a fan of you, by the way. Why is that? She, lo- she adores Jake. No, she loves me. No. We were dancing together at the bar she, mitzvah. She loved. A love, like past tense. Yeah, she thought you were great. Now Jake is her guy. You know what was funny? When I was talking to her at the suite, the only, you know, I guess interactions I've had with her is Venmoing her money from Ty to you since you don't have Venmo. So she's like, "Oh, you're the guy who sends me the Venmos." Right, because That's Ty shady. makes these ridiculous um, wagers. I was he the... loses, and then you have to. He gives you money, and you have to. Yeah, Venmo but I hope her. she doesn't think I'm this like shady middleman. <laughs> Well, Which, that, I mean, that's kind of what you are, no? That is pretty accurate. You're right. a bad guy because you knew the answer to that question already. I had someone at the station text me during that segment saying, I hope you didn't take the, the take the bet because Dave knows the answer to the question. But you were acting like I you told you un- I knew the answer. You were acting a little unsure, like oh. the hesitation part Jake, of it. Jake, did I tell him I knew the answer? There was a little hezzy there. I'm going to oh be honest. God. I don't remember. I know Ty was very upset when he found out that he thought that you, you know, basically God. hustled him for the 25 bucks. You're a big baby. I'll give you a chance to win it back. Let's let's make a bet. The Knicks don't make the finals. I say nah, no. I'm not willing to take that wager. Uh, the Nets make the. Eastern I'll bet you the Lakers don't make the finals. I don't want to take that wager either. All right, All right how about I'll bet, the Nets? I'll bet you the Lakers don't make the conference finals. Uh, the odds are not in my favor. All right, how about this? The Nets, because you're like very low on the Nets. Very low on the Nets. What's what's their ceiling in your mind? Their ceiling? I still, I think they can win a championship. No, right now because they. I think they can win a championship. So I just I don't, but but everybody's take of like that they're going to win the East and they're clear head and shoulders better than everybody else. I think is the wrong. Would take. you pick them to make the finals right no, now? No. Okay. I, so I will the, bet you that they do not make the finals. All right. There we go. All right. Tw- Twenty-five via Jake. No. Can we do like fifty? Twenty-five no. is chump change. Well, you're, I'll give you a chance to get your money back. No, fifty. Let's go fifty. It's on the table for twenty-five. If you choose to accept it, it's it's that's fine. all right. So let's do thirty-five. Thirty-two. 33? 33, done. Done. $33 via our mule, Jake. <laughs> I thought you guys were just going to keep naming numbers for the rest of the show. So so, J- so, so if they go to the finals, um, I have my wife send $33 to Jake. He gives you the cash. <laughs> so if they, if they do not, you give Jake $33, and he Venmo's the 33 to my wife. Correct. Let's do okay. it. Okay. All right. Now, I'm, uh, now I even got to root for Philly against the Nets. <laughs> All right, James let's get to the calls. Let's get to the calls. Look at Charlie and Elmhurst. Charlie, you're on uh, 98.7 ESPN. Good morning. Hey, Dave. Good show, and good job on Ty and uh, Jake on the behind the board. So just a shout-out for that. Uh, so, yeah, baseball. I uh, kind of like 
feel the Jake's pain. They're supposed to be strength training, strength training. The only reason I say that is that Michael K is my favorite broadcaster. I like listening to his broadcast, but it's been a nuclear winter with this lockout, and I think it's going to continue with the towards the summer. It's going to be a summer nuclear nuclear summer lockout. And well, how long you, how long you think this thing is going to go? Uh, June. So you think they don't come yeah. to an agreement in June, or you think on June one is when they come back and start playing? I think June first is the starting point. Oh, I, I Charlie, if we don't May. get baseball in all of April and all of May, I I I think they're going to lose people. Cr- I re- I think it'll be yeah, I think it'll be yeah, terrible yeah. for I this game. I think it's at the point it's at the point where I'm I'm long enough fan that like. I'm gonna suck her back in, but and that's the, I guess I'm a Yankee fan. But in terms of younger generation fan trying to sell the sports to, or like present the sports, they're gonna lose it, and nobody's gonna care about these sports. Nobody's sports. gonna care. That is Charlie. Thing. It's a great. It's a great point, and thank you for the call. It's it's you know what nobody's gonna care. See, what baseball feels like they don't realize is forty years ago, fifty years ago, seventy years ago, baseball was. I mean, it was the pride and joy of this country. 40 years ago is what, 1980? Baseball was still probably the number one sport in this country. And it slowly morphed into the NFL. And now it's third. And at what point do they realize that you will do irreparable damage if you do not have baseball for months? You have so many options now. I mean, really, I mean, my kids are on their phones watching shows, watching TikTok on Instagram. I mean, it's not like when I was a kid, you you watch sports. You go outside and you play, and that's it. That's really, really, that's it. You didn't have 500 options of things to do. Now that life is like an a la carte society, if they don't play baseball for two months, you're going you're gonna to have people, not, not me. I love it. I'll, I'll, I'll always come back. Jake will always come back. But I'm telling you, there will be people that say, I'm done with this sport. I, I don't want any more. I'm done. Look, our, our li- the Little League in my town doesn't have the same registration as it did like eight years ago. And eight years ago, it didn't have the same registration it did 10 years prior to that. The sport is doing, you know what does? Soccer does. You know it still does? Football still does. But baseball doesn't. You think that kids love baseball the way they did 30, 40, 50 years ago? No way. And they just can't get out of their own way. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.